Before we get into the episode, a quick announcement. The Death Saving Bros have launched a Patreon at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. We have put together a collection of continually evolving content, including bloopers, pre-show conversational recaps, and even extra episodes. This is a big step for us. We're really excited, and we hope that you'll be able to join us and support us financially at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. That way we can share more with you as we continue to try and bring you the best show possible. Speaking of which, previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. You notice, Harry, I'm a member of the Purified, a vigilante resistance group. And he hands you a silver card with a flame over a lotus flower. If you need help, go to the local tavern, show this to the barkeep. This all does tie back to Zawatsky, right? You are now face to face with the dragonborn Zawatsky. Delvia, Exor, why were these prisoners not brought straight to me? Dalvia says, I thought that it might be better to figure out what is going on before we bring in the clergy. At this point, what what makes you guys all think that we have stolen items on us? Dalvia turns to you and says, shut up, prisoner. She pulls the circlet from behind her back. This is what they stole from our chandelier. This is a very old religious relic, and I must inspect it further. Well, they told us it was a fake. It was just sitting on your chandelier. There appears to be an illusion. Perhaps we can remove that and find out for ourselves. Dalvia is going to step forward. Very well, Archbishop. We will get out of your hair. And she snaps her fingers. Hexor has started making very intricate signals with his hands. You suddenly feel like you're moving through molasses. Not again. And then all of a sudden... All the doors to your cell are open, and Dalvia is going to grab the circlet out of Zawadzki's hand and is saying, Grab my hand! Just run out of my cell and just smack Zawadzki, and I'll find part of her hand to interlock fingers with as well. All right, I want to run over to where Prothean is. I want to be like, hey, we're going to go get ice cream. (laughs) I'm going to drag him back over to where Dalvia and everyone else is. Zawadzki glares at all of you and says, This is not over. And you guys are teleported away from the manor on a hill overlooking a small lake outside the city, out in the countryside. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. With me today, I have Paul Camper in person, which means my nuts can physically be dragged on Paul Camper's forehead. Matt Smith. You hear that, listeners? (laughs) Could be my hands. Could be my nuts slapping across Paul's forehead. 
You'll never know. A crantz. A crantz. A crantz. <laughs> I like the second clap. What a clap in of words. <laughs> and if you want to get that joke, head over to our Patreon for our pre-show conversation and recap. Was the first clap the nuts or the shaft, and what was the second clap? Well, the nuts come down when you drop, and then the shaft follows. You know, as in the Roman helmet. <laughs> Eric Nemeth. You guys are immature. You gotta wine and dine him first. So I'm gonna give him a Pabst Blue Ribbon and <laughs> a well done steak. That one will drag my balls across his face. Somebody, somebody out there is going to be very upset. You disrespected PBR. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm Ricky Bobby. Feeling too big, red. Fuck you. Brad Renfro. What kind of mouse walks on two legs? One that's slapping its cock and balls against <laughs> Paul's forehead. Uh, Mickey Mouse? So, you're right. So I'm going to go with Matt's thing. <laughs> and Brad Richards. But, no, hold on. There, there is a part two. Okay. Part two! Part two, part two, part two, part two. Thank you. So, in that case, what kind of duck walks on two legs? Every duck. All the ducks. You quack. <laughs> Holy shit. And Brad Richards. Dicks. And balls across your forehead. Nice. 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 We are a fifth edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We are all in the same room today, so it's a little bit of a big dick energy. We're also amateur coxmen. Hmm. Uh, coxsmith. Coxsmith. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. Jay, I'm, a, I'm a journeyman coxsmith. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt is our best coxsmith here. Hey, I went to I went to my I got a bachelor's degree and master's degree in cocksmithing. I'm a master cocksmith. Oh, so I you know all about my... you know all about cock allergy. I do. <laughs> Cockology, the study of. Cock. <laughs> I'm gonna be finishing my PhD soon, so wish me luck, doctor. PhD. <laughs> You're gonna be a doctor of cock. I will be a doctor. Of <laughs> His cock. nickname will be Doc Cock. Paul's <laughs> <laughs> face with a minor in bowels. <laughs> on that note let's go ahead and get into the story so when we last left off your adventurers had been in the dungeon of the Alistair family manor and when Zawadzki showed up and tried to take the circlet from Dalvia she and her brother stopped time let you guys out of your cells and then you teleported out of there to a distant hilltop outside of Principium. You can see the lights off in the distance about a mile away, and it is dark. If time was stopped, why did we not take advantage of that and then just beat the crap out of everybody? Because time stops for everybody except Hexor, who cast the spell. Hexor should have single-handedly beat the shit out of everybody during that time. He's supposedly a great wizard. Did he at least take the time to, I don't know, draw a funny face on Zawadzki? He was too busy, he was too busy saving your asses. Trace <laughs> he, a funny face on Zawadzki. <laughs> he attempted to twirl a quarterstaff as well as me, so he should have done something about it. Quick question. The field win, are there like flowers under there, like birds around? No. Is there like any birds around? I eat a bumblebee. Uh, not that you can see anyways. It's dark. Yes, and... Oh, it's nighttime. Fuck. Hexor turns to Dalvia and says, Dalvia, why did you bring us out to this hill? Stanford Steelers. Hey, I'm about it. Where are we? <laughs> Dalvia responds with, what are you, what are you waiting for us for? He's <laughs> a master of cockology. Uh, quick question. I have my weapons, right? Yes, everybody got their stuff back before you guys 
teleported out to the hill. Um, Dalvia says, This is, um, well, this hill was a meeting place, and uh, I'm familiar with it, so I picked, I picked here. There's an inn For just... For your trysts! No, no. Caught in the act? No. There's an inn just over here. Mm-hmm. We're in a field, right? Yes. I'm going to start spinning around with my great sword going, wee wee <laughs> Like a helicopter. <laughs> we really need to fix that man. What is a helicopter? <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> helicopter. At this, this inn over here, which of the uh, which room has the least squeaky beds? I don't know. You'll have to ask the proprietor. <laughs> I, I know him pretty well. Mm-hmm. Ah, there <laughs> his, his name, well, you'll meet him. And uh, she leads you down the hill, and um, as you get down off that hill, you can see that down through a small gully between a few of the hills, there is a single large building. It is lit up. You can see that there are horses all lined at tying posts outside of the inn. And as you approach, you can hear a rushing of water. You approach the front door, and you can see that over the front door, everybody except Brixius, of course, can see <laughs> that it says, at the ford. I grab his head and turn it sideways, so only one eye is looking at it. He can now see that, in addition to the words, at the ford, there is a picture of a river with a bridge over it. There you go. And you can also to... see that your shoe is untied. <laughs> I want to lean towards Hexor and be like, so... Looks like your sister's the one in the family doing all the slamming. Such an aggressive thing. just turn and say, My jaw drops. <laughs> my kicks are still not wearing pants. I never once put them on. Also fix this guy. They're going to deny us Wait. service when they see me walk in you without pants, but... Dalvia says, Look, I know the proprietor, but somebody has to get pants on this on this man. <laughs> I have I can't I can't fix him until the morning. I'm still spinning with my sword like a helicopter. And take the sword away. Or we or we leave him out here with the horses. He'll uh he'll cry if we take his sword. <laughs> but he would still be helicoptering. <laughs> he, he might he might see you as an enemy though. Uh Hexor picks up a large stick that is approximately the same length as a sword and says, Here, give him this. To look. Yeah. Sure. yeah, you you give it. You have, you've already got it in your hands. Uh, it seems like you've got it covered. Very well. Hey there, friend. Hope you have a good armor class. <laughs> <laughs> friend, how would you like to play with this weapon? Completely ignoring him, still spinning. He just swallows it. <laughs> I, I guess that's fair. Technically, you cannot understand what I am saying. <laughs> just run away. Just Adrian, he's an enemy. Turn and sprint. Just make your voice sound like you're very happy to see him. <laughs> Say words we know he likes. <laughs> Say that you'd like Torm. It would really help if you had a balloon, or perhaps you could sing him a soothing siren song. You better get him that balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Procyon. Crusading. I was just running at a random wall with my sword and just stab him with a sword. <laughs> he tries to bury his head in the ground like an ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> It's sound to lay an alligator egg. Dalvia says, Helleros. I charge at her with my sword. Torm. You've heard our backstories like half a dozen times. You know not to do that. What's wrong with you? I thought maybe it would cause him oh. to, to put his head in the sand. Torm. I thought it's jumping up and down happily. 
Okay, that, that's better. We're halfway there. <laughs> now hold out the stick while saying Torm. <laughs> Dalvia points at the <laughs> stick and goes, Torm, Torm, Torm. I grab the stick while still holding onto the sword. And one in each arm, now they're just longer <laughs> blades. <laughs> and Hexor starts pointing at the sword going, Hellerose, Hellerose, Hellerose. Swing the stick and smack him in the head with it. He hits him with both the stick and so. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, numbnuts. You succeeded and gave him another fucking weapon to use. <laughs> I've only made him stronger. <laughs> There's only one way to solve this. But you have to figure that out. To make him a squishy brain for good. <laughs> what happens if you... Cast you the, uh, what, yeah, what do happens? it again. <laughs> to him. Yeah, if you do it twice, does it cancel out? Or how much worse can it make it? Do you think if we, uh... Make loud noises of big flashy images that might scare him and dropping it. Here's what's gonna happen. The inn owner is gonna walk out <laughs> to us in the street dealing with this. <laughs> He's twelve months, it's fine. He's got that Benjamin Buttons disease. <laughs> Alright, uh so what Hexor is going to do is he is going to rub the side of his head that is clearly smarting after Prothean struck him with the stick. And he is going to point at Prothean and then say, This is not the action you want to take. And he's going to wave his hand. I need you to give me a wisdom saving throw of 15. Does anybody know Prothean's favorite color? I I see him as like a blue or a... And uh, don't forget that your intelligence and charisma... Oh, only your intelligence and charisma are one. I got 11. Oh, excellent. So he is going to charm you, which means that you are charmed by Hexor until the spell ends or until somebody does something harmful to, to oh, you. Donkey kick. Paul, <laughs> time out. Does he not have to be able to understand like what he's saying for it to be casted? I was going to say, because he can't understand the spoken language. Right, he doesn't have to understand him. Just someone you can see within range. Okay. So now you regard Hexor as a friendly acquaintance. And he is going to approach you and... Push him. <laughs> and... Into the river. Offer his hand for the greatsword. I hand him the stick. He's going to point at your pants and then mimic pulling them up. Is that helicoptering? <laughs> it's pronounced helicoptering. You did this to yourself, Paul. He's a <laughs> coxman. Helicoptering? <laughs> I try handing him my penis. <laughs> I unsheath the real sword. You asked for my, in his hand. You asked for my handle. Here you are. Feast your eyes. Would you like to hang your hat up, sir? Walking to the end. You guys have a coat rack. <laughs> Prothean just stands erect. If we hire him out as the coat rack, do we not have to pay for uh, pay for rooms? Okay. Um, Can we push him down river and forget about him? <laughs> Dalvia turns to, oh wait, here's something she might be able to do. She turns she turns to all of you as she's frantically flipping through her spell book. Hexor, this is your fault. Why don't you have any healing spells? Yeah, Hexor. Healing was never my was never my forte. But vegetable making was. <laughs> I am a man of action. You're a man of dimwittedness. You just dimwitted our healer. He could have fixed this. <laughs> 
Well, I Holy am sorry. shit, he's our healer. <laughs> That's pretty disturbing. <laughs> Never really thought about it that way. We are doomed. Oh. All right, well, can any of you s sit out here with him until we can get a room, and then I can just, like, blink him up into the room so nobody can see him? I have That's an idea. Baby. I stick Siren's axe in him. <laughs> oh, gently. No. Chuck it. <laughs> no, I plant it. It's not going to kill him, man. We're about to go to sleep, so get those points back. No, what, no, no. What's Chuck the, it. Uh, <laughs> what's the saving? Doesn't throw? matter. I thought it was just an attack. It is an attack. It's an attack, but then also a saving throw to see if he's uh, paralyzed. All right. So, uh, Prothean, you're getting hit with a 27. Does that hit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that fucking hit. All right. Uh, what does Prothean have to save? 14. Alright, uh, DC Constitution 14. I'm not gonna add anything, I rolled a 6. Okay, so you are paralyzed. So yeah, he's just spitting, I walk up, <laughs> just fucking dig it into his shoulder and bury it there, <laughs> and just walk away. Oh, thank the gods! Now we just have to carry him up. Yep, you got this, without pants on. <laughs> he just Chewbacca screams the whole time. Can I still talk? No. What are you nose gozing for? You're unconscious. <laughs> oh. You gonna carry yourself up those stairs? Yes. You don't even know your own name. You're paralyzed mentally and physically. <laughs> you are just existing. You're now a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> Dalvia says, Well, I can cast semen on him and that. I'm sorry, you can cast what on him? <laughs> semen. Semen? Semen. I'm pretty sure we can all cast semen on him. <laughs> <laughs> Except you, actually. <laughs> we are I all say. masters of cockology. We're coxmen. Yeah, what have I gotten myself into? I am going to change the appearance of Prothean so he at least looks normal. You guys just have to weekend at Bernie's him. <laughs> well, so what? what? Like plywood? That's just his sleeping face. <laughs> I'm going to make it look like he has clothes on, and then the about... two biggest of you which would be Brixius and Ambionitis, well, you carry him in. How about Hexor carries him because this is his doing, and he lost Nose Goes. And we can also put <laughs> his clothes on him right now. He can't move. I'm just missing That's hands. a better idea. No, it's much better to just make the illusion of it there so the nuts are still being why dragged. Don't we just, why don't we just, like, paint it onto him? <laughs> Does anyone have a quill and a pot of ink? I think you're going to need a lot more than a pot. Not for this, I won't. Is that a fat joke? No, that's a he has a huge cock joke. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa. Dalvia. <laughs> uh, but no, to answer your question, no, I, I'm not trying to draw pants on him. <laughs> what What do you need a quill and ink for? Oh, you'll see. Exer, you better keep an eye on your sister, on your sister over here. <laughs> She's been eyeing up Prothean a little bit. On top of the innkeeper, too. Um, Dalvia reaches into her bag and draws out a piece of parchment and an ink pen. Ooh, an ink pen. See, we don't understand these fancy devices much like your Amtraks and your bridges. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I take the uh, I take the pen and I draw a cock and also balls <laughs> on proteins for <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go inside. No, 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 Hexor, this is your fault, so you put his pants on. <laughs> Get all close and personal. Watch out for his cock. 
but I don't want to. Apparently, it is huge. <laughs> yeah. Hung like those horses over there. <laughs> All right, Hexor pulls up Prothean's pants. And he wipes his he wipes his hands off on his on his jerkin, and he says, "All right, n- now that I have put his pants on, would you, Brixius, and you, Ambionitis, please bring him inside?" I want to be like tugging at my collar, like, "Ooh, that was ooh, it's uh, it's hot out here tonight." <laughs> you see a tented bra on Prothean's pants. You might be a master <laughs> cocksmith after all. Dalvia turns to you, Abe, and says, "If that got you hot and bothered, then." doesn't take much to turn you on <laughs> she is dude she's got bo she's got bo i just don't know how this innkeeper is going to react because she has a thing for him too it seems this innkeeper's about to look like just straight up fabio <laughs> dalvia opens the door and you walk in and you see that it is a massive massive structure the interior has think have you guys been to a ski lodge at any time recently? Not recently, when I was younger. Not recently and not ever. I don't oh, ski. Wait, like Boston Mills and Brantley Wine? Yeah, that would work, but not since. Anyways. Talking just like cabin vaulted ceilings? Yes, cabin vaulted ceilings. There are pillars of just regular plank wood, giant timbers reaching up to the ceiling, and they just go deep, deep, deep into the back of the establishment. And in the center of the room, there is a hexagonal bar. There are lots of people clamoring around. Hands are up. Everybody wants a drink. And uh, Dalvia moves forward. And as she approaches, it seems like everybody there seems to know her. And they part for her. She approaches the bar. (laughs) Everybody there? (laughs) Everybody? (laughs) Jesus. And she walks up to the bar you can see as the crowd clears that there is a man working behind the bar. He seems relatively younger. Human man. He has curly brown hair and he has a, an aquiline nose. He looks like he had been carved out of stone in terms of just perfect features. Does he have a loose man blouse that's unbuttoned down to his sternum and a sweaty chest? He has billowing arms of his tunic. He is wearing a jerkin, which is basically <laughs> a body vest. And he is wearing leather breeches. And he is slinging beers all over the, not all over, but up and down the bar. But when Dalvia approaches, <laughs> the bartender turns and pauses with two drinks in his hand. And he says, Dalvia. She looks down for a second and then looks back up and says, Hello, Stan. Stan! Stan the man. Delvia, I I haven't seen you here in, in, what is it now, almost a year? Yes, Stan, it's been exactly nine months. Oh, Whoa. no way! She's pregnant. My friends and I need a room. And no, I heard that I'm not pregnant. Stan looks over Dalvia's shoulder and says, well, I, I don't know any of your friends. Uh, perhaps they would like a drink? And he, he's looking at all of you. And she says, no, we'll take the room and we'll be on our merry way. Well, hold on. Wait, we can have a drink now? Rooms. No, we're going to our rooms. <laughs> Separate I mean, free drinks. Rooms. I mean, yeah, this guy doesn't sound need like? a drink. Bunk. I mean, <laughs> beds. Yeah, say so this guy here is not going to need a drink. And I motion over to Prothean, who's just incapacitated at the moment. 
with a like, hatchet but, in his back. <laughs> but I, oh yeah, it has to stay in him. <laughs> I'm sure we threw a blanket over it's it. A <laughs> He's just like, it's just like a lump. It's a tattoo. Blood is dripping on the floor. <laughs> she says, fine, fine. I don't care what you guys do, but we need... How many of us are there? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are seven of us. We need three rooms. Uh, sure. For for you, Delvia, anything. And he reaches under the, the bar and hands her three keys. She says, thank you, Stan. I'll see you in the morning. And then she turns around, hands one key to Hexor, and says, Hexor, you pick two of these idiots to go with you. And then she throws the other key at Abe and says, and you pick the rest. I'll see you all in the morning. And she goes upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> she goes upstairs to stands. We got the visual. Alrighty. Turn up gang signs over here, man. Anyway. So Hexor, since uh this is your fault and I point at Prothean, you get to sleep with him. <laughs> I'm sure he's gonna get real snuggly. <laughs> since you charmed him and everything. He he might think of you as his war bear. <laughs> Do I get to keep the hatchet? No. Not not permanently, but in his back until Delvia can no, heal you, him in the you morning. you monster. We're not going to leave his hatchet in him overnight. Why the fuck not? <laughs> he might bleed out in that time. We'll he... just revive him. Oh, wait. He's the healer. <laughs> wait. I have a divine thing. I can also revive people from death. <laughs> I have cure wounds. That can work. I don't know. I said we take the hatchet out just for funsies. Uh, <laughs> cure wounds would not work. Shut up, bitch. It's gonna work. Oh, it would work on the hatchet, but not on his feeble mind. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, sorry. If he bleeds out, it'll be fine. I'm not you know, trying to cure him being a vegetable. That shit's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, we can leave it in there overnight. I I roll for deception. Well, we can in the morning. Ah, well, fuck it. We'll leave as it in. As soon as you pass as out, as, just pull it out. As long as I have the word that I actually get the axe back and it gets returned to me, that's fine. Cross my heart and hope to die. I will give you back your axe. Okay. Seems trustworthy. Who else is sleeping with the lovebirds? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, brother. <laughs> Man, I was trying to look something up. What the fuck happened? Your roommate. I that. suppose that you are our roommate. Oh, yeah. No, you thought that shit why, was Why happening. can't they just have a two-person bedroom? Why do they have to have a third in there? Yeah, we got three Because rooms. it splits evenly. Delvia gets her own room. The fuck she- no. Well, she's actually. also got two people in there with her. <laughs> I'm gonna throw this at you. <laughs> Alright, I guess that means that it is Ambionitis, Prothean, and I. Have a good night, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> good news is you can probably get your axe back. I'm leaving that fucking thing in this motherfucker. Hexar gave me his word that it returns to me, so. As soon as they turn off their lights. And it's dimly lit in their room. I can see in the dark, dumbass. <laughs> I have dark vision. What does my dark vision tell me? Doesn't tell you. Jet's being a fucking dick. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm invisible, not just like. Sneaky. I can see the axe being pulled out of him. I can't I wait till I can't wait till floating away, Jet. I'm not here. Can't I'm just a coat rack. Prothean's mind comes back, and he has to kill Jet for being a thief. With he stole so much from you without you knowing he's gonna steal the axe, like he's gonna steal everything. How do we travel with a thief who steals from his own team members? What a dick. I mean I if if we need him, I just got bigger pockets, you know. No, we all have the same carrying capacity. I mean You're I guess wrong. at this point we could just kill both of them. You don't wanna do that. I don't think we 
Quick, yeah. Haxor, feeble mind. Prothean is not <laughs> really producing much for us at this point He's in time. He's a fucking vegetable. <laughs> and Jet is uh, kind Team of killer. against us here. Prothean's I'm bear with is smarter than he about? is right now. <laughs> Where is my bear? Can bears take levels of paladin? <laughs> I'm offended and hurt. About what? I, I, I heard that. Yeah, that's fine. This entire time... <laughs> You're either trying to steal shit from us or no. like go after all of these magical items that we're trying to collect and carry as a team because you need to have them for your oh. own selfish oh, I'm gain. Trying, I'm trying to get the items that we're all trying to get. That's <laughs> that so we selfish already of me. have and you're trying to get it from each other. You're trying to double cross us for your own agenda, which is pretty much a shitty team player. I'm not double crossing anybody. Team kill. You do not friendly fuck us. <laughs> well, here's the here's the good part. I have the key. So I can just lock the door. And he also has both parts. So I don't know. I've not stolen anything. Right. Because doors have never been kicked open before. All right. Um, so you guys go upstairs and go to bed. I sleep on the opposite side of the fucking room from Captain Nutsack over here. Wait, who's Captain Nutsack? Me or him? I'm Wait, sorry. Is, there, is it like one bed and we're all... Sleeping in like the same like big bed. No, each of you has a bed. Just know. train spooned. Yeah. If I'm the middle, can I just like stretch my arms out and then they can like snuggle <laughs> onto my my chest? You you could turn it into super bed and you could definitely do that. <laughs> Man, that is a nice trifecta of penis touching going on. Picture that fan heart. We have Ames, Abe's arms outstretched with Brixius and Jet laying on his chest. <laughs> Please don't have someone to actually draw that. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be so fun. Please, any listeners out there, even if you aren't that good at drawing, go ahead and give that a We're shot. Get a fucking is. picture of stick figures <laughs> with as penises. explicit as you like. We've already determined that if Jet turns invisible, anything that he is wearing or is on or in him will also be invisible. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're just gonna see the most detailed, rigid penises attached to stick figures. One's gonna have horns and an eye patch. The other one is just gonna be a giant fucking circle with two dots on both sides of his head. The other's gonna be a pretty normal stick figure. And the other one is just gonna be toes and just a very defined penis. And you guys all level up when you wake up in the morning. Um, this is fucking Skyrim. After Jesus. Night, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, after that night, you definitely needed it. Yeah, we gained um, some XPs. Did you miss me? It's only been, what, 30 minutes since our last check-in? First things first, we've launched a Patreon. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The Death Saving Bros Patreon is now available at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. This is big for us and something that has been in the works for quite some time. We've tried to put together a list of tiers and benefits that will be worth your while. Pre-show recordings, original artwork, outtakes video chats with the hosts, all of it is available through the various tiers. 
we tried to offer something at every level so that if you want to support but can only give a little at the $2 level, there's something for you. Or if you want to go big and get it all, then that's available too. We understand that everyone's financial situation is different, especially with the ongoing pandemic. But if you can afford to support our show at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, it would mean the world to us. Additionally, as a special launch bonus, the Shade Arrow tier is currently only $25 per month through the end of the year. Once you are a Shade Arrow pledge for three months, you qualify for a shipment of biannual merchandise. So if you're counting, there are three months left in the year. So if you want to get your hands on some special merch, this is the perfect chance to qualify on the cheap. Because come 2021, the cost of the Shade Arrow tier will go up. I know I just dumped a lot of information on you. Again, all of this is available in detail at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. Speaking of merchandise, we've got some available for purchase right now at redbubble.com. Search Death Saving Bros to see our new What Does My Dark Vision Tell Me design and our new Favorite Character series, where you can choose your favorite character from the show to display on t-shirts, hoodies, or even duffel bags. All of the amazing character art and the new designs was provided by Mitchie Blue on Instagram. So if you like what you're seeing, head over there and check her out. And if all of the above has been news to you, what are you waiting for? You can follow us on social media at Death Saving Bros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit, where we will keep you up to date on what's going on in our world. Now, to switch gears a bit, I'd like to bring to your attention a new kid on the block in our music department. Our listeners are now familiar with the amazing work of Will Savino and his Music D20 project on patreon.com musicd20, but it is my pleasure to introduce Alex, the Boy King of Idaho, whose music is featured in this episode. He is another Patreon creator who writes unique and immersive music and soundscapes for tabletop role-playing games. He describes his approach as distinctive and cinematic that isn't, quote, your standard medieval tavern ballad. We reached out, and he was gracious enough to allow us to use his music in our show. So, if you like what you're hearing in and out of this week's mid-roll, go check out Alex at patreon.com slash boykingofidaho. Oh, and by the way, I should mention to all of our listeners, if at any time you hear something that piques your interest during the mid-roll, but you can't remember all of the links that I'm rattling off, all of the Death Saving Bros sites and all of the sites where you can check out our featured creators, they're all included in the show notes so you'll always have them on hand. Finally, we'd love to hear your feedback on everything that we've been doing, on merchandise, on Patreon, on the show itself. You can always chat with us one-on-one -on -one by reaching out to us online, but you can also leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. Word of mouth is how the show grows. Telling your family about us is good, questionable, but good. Telling your friends is even better. But telling the internet, now that's the tops. 
and we'll make sure to tell all of our listeners about your support by reading your review on the air. Now, before I put you back into the episode, I'd like to give a supporter shout-out to our early Patreon adopters. If you'd like to hear your name listed on the show as one of our supporters, join us on Patreon. You know that thing that I've been talking about a bunch of times? Starting at the $5 tier, you'll get announced for helping make this show possible. The following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher. Ryan Cushman and Two Times Tyler. It's thanks to them that we're headed back to the episode. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Ambionitis, when you wake up, you hear... Prothean. Stop that. (laughs) (laughs) You hear it coming from outside. Hexor starts to stir and says, Would somebody please stop that racket? Put my head near the door. Is it louder? No, it's coming from outside the window. Oh, damn it. I slowly creep up and over the window. You see Prothean's war bear outside the window. Looking up and uh, mewling. If they're telepathically communicated, are they like linked to where when he was feeble minded, his bear was also? (laughs) (laughs) You look outside, you see a bear spinning in circles with the sword. (laughs) Or is this bear all of a sudden getting like telepathic messages from him? It's like, ah, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? My connections are bad. There's something wrong with this channel. All I'm hearing is static. (laughs) What's he saying? It's dark in here. You look out the window and see a bear just pawing a sword between his fucking giant <laughs> mitts, just spinning in circles. And uh, actually, even as you hear and see him, the bear disappears. Because, sorry, Prothean, your spells end when you cast Feeble Mind. Aww. One single tear streams down my face. <laughs> <laughs> and then you immediately forget about it. <laughs> immediately. The fuck was that? <laughs> about what time is it? Uh... It is still very early in the morning. Perfect. Uh, fog is still all over the um, the lowlands of the area. It's like the gray light right before dawn. And since you're looking and you saw the war bear disappear, you see Dalvia coming back from that hill that you guys had originally transported to, teleported to, and she enters into the front door. You're going to say walk the, of shame. There's nobody else with her. No, she's, she's walking back from their place. <laughs> well, the walk of shame works. You should not walk with the other person. Yeah. All right. I want to. It's the perfect time to start our barbarian training. To start just screaming at the sky for. Yes. We had to do three sets of that every morning. <laughs> I want to go into the hallway. Is there a railing that I see down below, or is it literally just a hallway? It's a hallway. Okay. So I want to wait in the hallway. Leaned up against the door. Wait for her to come up the fucking stairs. For at least two minutes. If she doesn't come up the stairs, I'm gonna go find this bitch because I want to know. <laughs> she comes up the stairs, and as she rounds the corner and reaches the landing... Where the fuck were you? She m- mirrors you and leans up against the other side of the hallway and says, 
What's the matter to you? There's a fucking bear outside. You didn't see that? No, I didn't see that because it never should have been there. This is the Matrix, bitch. Where were you at approximately... My guy's not very good at telling time. He's a barbarian. He <laughs> says five hours ago. Last night. Where were you least amount of times ago? Five hours ago? Um, I was sleeping. You're so full of shit. Where were you just now? Uh, you can give me an insight check if you want to see if she's lying or not. I know the bitch is lying. Oh, you said insight, not, uh, 20. You think that she's telling the truth about the fact that she was asleep five hours ago, but when she responds, I went for a walk just now, is that a problem? She's obviously hiding something. Yeah, it's a problem. Where'd you walk to? Who'd you see on this walk? Why don't you just get the rest of your friends up, and then we can talk. Why don't you lose the attitude? Which guy's house did you leave? Or which guy's rooms did you go into last night? Even if I did, it's none of your business. Where does Stan live, by the way? Stan lives here. Does he know about this? Know about what? That you're Jet's mother. (laughs) (laughs) She, She just gives you a look of absolute incredulity. And says, I don't know what that means. You can't insult me if I don't know what it means. Look, I spent half the night reworking my spellbook so that I could heal your dumbass friend. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So- Which one? <laughs> In case you haven't noticed, we're all about as sharp as a dull butter knife. The one that's got a hatchet in his back. So Which one? I'm a barb. That's happened multiple times. <laughs> You see Jed just like walk out to go to the bathroom. He has a hatchet in his back. This thing realizes it's like, what are you guys gets doing? Up the stretches also has a hatchet in his back. <laughs> it's kind of our thing. We plant hatchets on each other when we're sleeping. We just bury them. It's a game. It's kind of like, like getting iced, you know? Instead of, tag, instead of tag, we just bury hatchets in each other. Wait until they're asleep and you go up, you press the blade gently against their back, and then you just go whack on the back. <laughs> they wake up, you lose, but no. If they never wake up again. (laughs) If they wake up paralyzed, it's hilarious. We all have a good time. So I have a healer that's paralyzed right now. (laughs) The one that doesn't like the word Helleros. That one. And I sit there in the hallway. It wakes him from his sleep. (laughs) I sit there in the hallway stroking my chin thoughtfully, trying to think of which one doesn't like Helleros. The purple one, right? (laughs) It's it's the one with the eye patch, right? (laughs) Look, I've had a long night, so... I know you have. She, again, glares at you. I glare at myself. Uh, what is... I want you to give me a constitution saving throw. Right, let's, go. let's get feeble mind. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that might be worse. By the time we all get feeble minded is when we fight for Lyris. <laughs> 20. It's like the bench warmers Oof. up in here. She, she rolled an 18 but you can clearly tell that she's trying to intimidate you. I don't, I can't, I'm not going to speak for your character, but I would say that it's a rather admirable attempt. See, that's the key word in that sentence, is attempt. (laughs) Look, let me go, just get rid of the bags under my eyes, and then I will meet you downstairs, we'll have breakfast, and we'll talk about things, okay? Are you asking me on a date, you (laughs) selfish broad? (laughs) Go sleep, I'll be here. I lied. I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be back in my room. Standing her up. (laughs) She pushes past you with a huff. Whoa. I want to stand there with a puff. 
and blow your house down. And she slams the door behind her. I want to gently close my door because I'm a human being. I want to stick my head out from our room and be like, thought I heard some tension out here. (laughs) (laughs) And then just go back to sleep. Ambionize, you feel a hand clap on your shoulder. Shall we go get some breakfast? Fuck. (laughs) You guys are best friends now. Where's the... When the fuck did you get here? I've been in your room all night. Whoa, pause. Don't say it like that. That sounds weird. What? What is weird? We We are roommates. A, Bill Shatner, calm down. B, you were not in my room. You were in our room. (laughs) B, you were not in my room. I was in your room. Shit. (laughs) Shit. Just a couple of bros sharing a room and a house and a life together. (laughs) With a mentally challenged guy. Domestic life partners is what it's called, isn't it? You're no longer a child. You're just a pet. (laughs) I'm like a lamp. <laughs> Most of them. Now it, you can yeah, literally go, I love lamp. <laughs> okay, I look at Kai and say, okay, where's the cucumber? <laughs> Where we left him, on that bed. Still bleeding out? <laughs> <laughs> I must say, he's looking a bit pale. He'll be fine. If he gets KO'd, we'll, we'll worry about that later. Yeah, we'll probably get somebody new to join the party who's a little bit more... <laughs> Not crusading. (laughs) (laughs) This is better suited for what we're doing right now. Not a healer that just stabs people. Okay. (laughs) So how long... Wait, guy heard the entire... Did you hear the entire conversation? Yes, I believe you insinuated that my sister was a whore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you heard it. Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) You were right in thinking that she may have been out with Stan, because they used to be an item, but they are no longer together. So, if you insinuate again that my sister is, in fact, getting around town, I shall feeble-mind you and then detonate a fireball in your asshole. All right, bud. Tell you what, we'll go down to breakfast. We'll talk about our plan because your sister is up to some shit. Very well. And he gives you a slap on the ass. It's not a date, first of all. (laughs) Just because they eat doesn't mean that they be on a date. (laughs) Does anyone want to pull the hats out of my back? Not yet. I know. Uh, Lock the door. So you guys are downstairs at breakfast. Everybody's awake. And Dalvia comes downstairs and says, Well, it looks like you all got much better rest than I did. <laughs> ah, what were you doing last night? Walking. You had a room to yourself, and I had to share a bed with the dude with horns, where every time he looked to the side, I got stabbed in the eye. <laughs> On the side of my head. <laughs> I thrash around a lot when I sleep. <laughs> and the child who was invisible, and I would roll and hit a random lump halfway through the night. So how in the world did you sleep worse than me? Were you not by yourself? Were you in your room last night? Somnia. He was also getting poked all night long. <laughs> <laughs> by <laughs> horns. <laughs> Hexor rubs his temples and says... Ambionitis, I warned you this morning. It's Perhaps you would like me. to warn your fellow companions what I will do to them if they insult my sister. Uh, my memory's not that great, but he says something about putting something in someone's ass. <laughs> Detonating something in someone's ass is the word. I was, uh, I was not implying anything. I was simply asking where you were last night if you did not have a good night's sleep because you had a bed to yourself. Well, first, why don't you guys tell me 
why you all look so great, which means that I'm offering you a chance. First, why don't you guys tell me what you gained in your level ups? Exactly. <laughs> so let's go. Like, let's go around the table, starting at my left, Brad. All right. So, level eleven now. If you're a monk and you're playing level eleven, what you get is basically your usual HP up. You get another Kai point, um, but the only things that actually happen is your minus, your tradition, your house, whatever you. I don't know how to say it. Way of yeah, my, monk tradition, yeah. Yeah, my my way of the shadow is the only thing where I really gained anything, which is the cloak of shadows, where in dim or dark light, I can become invisible until I, I think it's take damage, do an attack, or cast a spell, is what cloak of shadows is. Uh, other than that, it's just your basic level up stats. Level 11 is not too exciting for a monk. Well, turning invisible is pretty cool. All right, Matt. All right, I leveled up and put a level in War Cack. So as a level six War Cack, I get for my War Cack archetype as a Hexblade, I get a Cursed Spectre. So once per long rest, when I kill a humanoid, I can raise a Spectre from them, which functions as a Spectre, like the monster, except it's better because I'm cool. <laughs> it gets bonuses. All right. And uh, Brixius. Yeah, so <clears throat> becoming a fighter is never too exciting. All I got was my superiority die goes from a D8 to a D10. And that's all that happens for a fighter. That's going not to level true 10. because you got a bunch of new maneuvers. No, listen, they are not. Okay, so I have played wrong in my past couple level ups where I forgot that I got a lot of cool shit that I should have been getting this whole time. Which really is just a list of more maneuvers. So I actually have four new maneuvers. And uh, at some point I also picked up a fifth additional superiority die. So now I actually am playing caught up to the level I should be at from this point on. But really, fighters do not get that much other cool shit moving forward. Everybody else is raising the dead and doing this and that. And I just hit people more. But yeah, that's what I got. Alright, well while we're talking about things that you should have been playing your character as the entire time. Ambionitis. What things did you get, new things did you get, and other things did you learn about? Well, the new thing is consulting the um, ancestral warriors that I uh, got at uh, third level that I've never, I used once. I used them when I got them and I forgot about them. Um, pretty much they seek one person and it dicks them from attacking anybody. And then Spirit Shield, which is something I've used a couple of times. But now it's 3d6. Um, and then I gained hit points. So we're at a nice, comfortable 152. That was incredibly vague. Yeah, I mean, it's not really a specific thing. Literally, you're at 152 max HP. I am exactly half of that at 76. <laughs> <laughs> well, the newest thing that you got was you can consult your ancestral guardians casting either the spell Augury or Clairvoyance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you also have Spirit Shields, which allows you to intersperse one of your spectral ancestors to protect one of your allies within 30 feet. But I've used that multiple times. I don't believe you have. I have. I promise you I did. You've used some sort of a Spirit Shield. Okay. One and time. then... Uh, the thing that he got at third level that he forgets about is that whenever he rages, he gets 
uh, ancestral guardians swirling around him that are going to help him by causing... Allegedly. Causing disadvantage against the person that he attacks, or disadvantage for the person that he attacks, if that person attacks anybody other than Ambionitis. And Prothean, what did you get during your level up? <laughs> oh, we're talking out of... Well, then this ask is Eric. out of character. Don't ask Eric, Prothean. what did Prothean... <laughs> Scoffs. Well, Prothean got two things. I now am able to use my Divine uh, Smite. Well, it's now every time I do a melee hit, I deal an extra 1d8 Radiant Damage for any melee hits. And I also gain a new spell, which we'll find out for a happy secret later. Mm. All right. I hope you're able to Feeble Mind Hexor after all of this. That would be funny. I'm going to banish his soul to another dimension. Dalvia says, Speaking of Feeble Mind, I can't believe I have to cast this. Fixing your mistake, Hexor. And she glares at him, touches uh, Prothean's forehead, and says, Am I downstairs at breakfast? Yes. Maybe we should do this part in private. I mean, he might come out swinging. What, <laughs> Axel on my back? What What is your plan before you actually do this? Yeah, I remember he was, you know, pretty bloodthirsty. And that's the reason you feeble-minded him to begin with. Well, I remember any of this. Yeah, you would remember everything that's happened. You just can't understand language. Kind of like waking up from a dream. Let's uh, really think this one through first. I'm fixing your friend. Yeah, yeah. And he still has the the axe in his back, so he's not going to come out swinging. She touches your forehead and says, heal. And you are no longer feeble-minded. You're back to normal stats. How did you do that? Am I able to talk? Because the axe is still on my back. Axe is still in your back, so you can't talk yet. I just look angry as fuck. We might want to leave that in a little while <laughs> longer. Have you been known how to do that this whole time? No, I was up half the night meddling with my spell book so that I could get this spell working. Meddling kids. Well, we appreciate it. Maybe. Maybe we'll, we'll put off the thanking until, you know, we take it out of his back and see how he reacts. A good way to explain the amount of anger in my face right now is what it would look like if you put a coconut up a crocodile's ass. More good. Prothean, praise Torm. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Praise Torm. Praise Torm. <laughs> Torm's best. Really love him. But it's good to know for future references that if uh, we need Hexor to do that again. He and I can both do it. Oh, you could do it too? Nice. Well, what are we here for, guys? To beat the shit out of demons. Hexor says, the reason that we are here is that... And he turns to Dalvia. I really don't know. Why are we here, Dalvia? To praise Torm. Praise Torm. We are here. (laughs) (laughs) To worship Torm. I I cast a message, and I'm just sitting here whispering Torm, 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 (laughs) over and over again so that Prothean just hears that. (laughs) Brixius, do you happen to have that metal card... Torm, wait, what? In your boot? I don't keep it in my boot, but I think I know what you're talking about. All right, where do you keep it? Prison wallet. The Brutus version of a boot. He uh, hides it in the same place Bubble Bass hides the pickles. Under his tongue. Oh, no way. I was about to say it's under my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Joaquin, my spare greatsword. Oh, my goodness. Brixius just goes, I got it right here, and pulls it from behind her ear. Brixius <laughs> oh. is a magician. Are you a wizard? Torthor. <laughs> and it blows Dobby's mind. Because it's the most impressive magic she's oh, ever no. seen. 
Ooh, that one got me for a second. <laughs> Dalvia points at the card and says, That was a neat magic trick. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. I was just saying. <laughs> but how'd you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, tell me. <laughs> I must know. That was a neat trick. <laughs> now, come on, how'd it go? She's going to stay up all night the next night trying to figure out how she to cast spell. She's in sleep for the next nine months. Dalvia says, That was a neat magic trick. But I've got one of my own. This is why we are here. To do card magic? She slaps the, the center of the table, and then you can see the same symbol, a lotus flower with a flaming crown, draw itself in the middle of the table. Ah, witch. <laughs> how, how long have you known about this? Because I waved this card in front of you in the jail cell or long before, and you completely ignored it. What's she going to do? Let us out? Well, she would have known that we were good instead of putting First us of in all, jail. We're we not were good, and we were in there exactly. for our own protection. We're okay. We're on her we're team. We're chaotic neutral <laughs> <Exactly>. at best, <laughs> but we're all on the same team. No I lawful good. Thank you very much. Yeah. we're not on the same team. We are on the same team. <laughs> are we? Are we though? We've got a psychotic, a psychotic. Oh. Paladin, we I have a kleptomaniac. And, I now walk over and pull <laughs> hey. the axe out and stop whispering, Torm. <laughs> no, I want to hear what he has to say. All right, fine. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, give it. <laughs> yeah. This guy deserves to speak. He hasn't been able roast to talk. Heck, roast roast day, <laughs> the roast of the Revengers. Let's go. We have a psychotic paladin. We have a kleptomaniac monk. Prove it. We have an overzealous and uh, single-minded half-orc. We have his brother, who is too suspicious for his own good. Which one's And which? we have a sardonic, and <laughs> honestly, that's all that I can think of at this moment for you. You really haven't done anything else besides be uh. <laughs> a clever asshole. Hurts my feelings. Hey, he called you clever, at least. <laughs> that's good. Hey, did he just insult me? <laughs> Which one of yes. you is which? Yeah. Wait. But he just said half work. Which one's which? And as you guys are sitting at the table, Stan comes from the staircase and he comes over to the table and says, Well, good morning, everyone. Oh my gosh. Not Did, now, Stanley. Th why is there a hatchet in your friend's back? Don't. And he pulls it out. Touch it, you son of a whore. I'm I spare him. Praise Torm as loud as I can. <laughs> For Torm, I spear Stanley. I'm going to jump at Captain Kirk, put my hands in his mouth, and try to rip his jaw from his mouth head. Oh, I actually like this aggressive. idea. Praise Torm. <laughs> torm, 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 Torm. I got a roll for this. Roll to attack, I guess. So all I can do right now is take a turn to change the composition of my quarterstaff. Unless you already had it in a... Nope. So Yeah, I guess. Like, whenever I get the chance... 22, motherfucker. Um, yeah, you hit him. And I like, try to get my like, hands in his mouth and start like yanking on it, trying to rip his jaw from his face. Okay, so in that case, it'd be more of a grapple. You Basically grapple the same with from his King Kong tongue. with the T Rexes. What was what was yours? Uh, twenty-three, I think. Twenty-three. Is it um, twenty-two or twenty-three? Yeah, it's twenty-two or twenty-three. Oh, he matches, so you don't get your hands in his mouth. You just finger his tongue a little you're right, bit. You're right here. Nineteen plus four. Just inflict wounds. Feeble mind him again. <laughs> I I would like to walk back over to Stan, who took the axe, be like, here, let me see that. And I take it out of his hand and I rebury it back in Prothean. <laughs> 27. What was your constitution check? 11. Um, 
Yeah, an 11 is going to fail, so you are paralyzed again, Brothian. Can we all agree to leave this in just a little while longer? Until he's <laughs> and We were all doing that. You just got to tell this guy. You understand now, huh? Good job, Stan. Can you taste his fingers? Stan. How? They <laughs> How? What if we do this? What if we just leave it in permanently until we need him? Like, in battles. Maybe we just point him at someone, take it out, he flies into a blind murderous rage. If whenever we need somebody interrogated, or combat to happen, well, then, then we, we take it out. we have to fucking carry him around. That's need fine, we'll get a wagon and carry it from the horses. Give a dolly. <laughs> yeah. I look angry, but not as angry anymore. Give me Thought a wheelbarrow. Of it. Me and you were gonna have to haul his ass around. I'm slowly calming down. Just think of Torm and, you I'm know, not carrying the fucking farmer's market everywhere over here. Exor, he went Vegetables after you. for everybody. You got two options. I can either remove the axe or give you a wheelbarrow and you can carry him around. Would you rather deal with fighting him or wheeling him? Or just charm him. Now that you're ready for him, we're going to take it out and... Or just tell him that Torm is your very favorite. He scrambles out from underneath Prothean and he says, If he erupts and tries to attack me again... I will kill him. Yes, you'll all put right. a thunderbolt in his asshole. We Where's... get all that. No, that is reserved for insulting my sister. Thunderbolt can't do enough damage to kill me. <laughs> I'm going to pipe up and just say, hey, if you really want to get at him, just uh, undo that beard, uh, that mutton chops of feathers there. I'm pretty sure that shit would happen with a fireball lodged in your asshole. <laughs> you might sneeze. <laughs> 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 or be caught a little off guard and go... <laughs> Can we just get back to the fact that there is the same symbol I have on this card burning in the table? Stan, uh... Fucking Stan. Stan sits down at the table and says, Yes, uh, Delvia told me about that last night. Hmm. No, not like that. Oh, so <laughs> or she did. So wait, together. this guy's not going to respond. I have to take an axe on my back and try to rip someone's jaw off. You tried to. We're going to overlook that for yeah, now. Yeah, we're just going to ignore that for the moment because I don't, I can't deal with that this early in the morning. I just found out that apparently you five have located some artifact that tells us where some diadem is going to save us. Nope, wasn't us. It. That's what Dalvia said. I look over my shoulder. Oh, you are so wrong right now. Oh, that sounds right, yeah. Um... Well, first of all, I'm part of the Purified, too, so uh, welcome. This is our headquarters. Can you please show me your card? He does one better and moves the shoulder of his shirt aside, and you can see a tattoo of the symbol there. Nice. Anyone can get too. a tattoo. I show him my unicorn. <laughs> That's canon now. Ambionitis <laughs> has a unicorn tattoo on, his, tattoo on his shoulder. Oh, yeah, it was on my shoulder. <laughs> is it a pretty unicorn? <laughs> yeah, it's farting rainbows. You don't want to know what the horn is. I don't understand why the gods have chosen you all to deliver this information to us. Honestly, we should just feeble mind all of you and then do this the way that we've always done it. Well, that whole feeble mind thing wouldn't really do too much difference. If you haven't noticed, we're all kind of slow. <laughs> just an entire podcast of just nothing but... <laughs> <laughs> the way that you've always done it, you guys haven't done the job and got it finished yet. We need... We need new people coming in here know what they're doing, and... Whole new box of crayons. And you all know what you're doing? Yeah, we're yes. making our way through. We've made it oh, we got 74 two pieces episodes. of this diadem thing. 
Yeah. Many, we located two of the most have? rare and hard pieces to locate there are, and we have them in how the flesh. How many times do I have to tell you this is, not, this is not the circlet <laughs> of the Diadem Exorius that you guys have been talking about? But you didn't know that. I didn't. But Until we came along. Ah, nailed you, fucker. Which is why Sucking I'm saying, ass. why did the god send you all? You, you mean be this god. close without You mean us. god. You mean god. Torm is the only god. Torm. Yeah, Torm. You mean Torm. You mean Torm? Even if he believes in Torm, there are other gods. You mean Torm. <laughs> but mostly Torm. 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 Right now, our problem is Sargonis. No, right now, it's our problem is Torm. No, right Torm. now, our problem is Sargonis. And, and the only he thing that is... can save us is Torm. Right, yeah, because Torm is not a problem. Torm is the greatest. <laughs> Torm Sargonis is the, is the problem. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Jed is part Sargonis. These are your human problems. Why can the fucking barbarian hold his shit together better than the fucking paladin? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had a chance to rage. Yeah, but you say a fucking word and guy, homeboy over here goes on a fucking crusade mission. I don't know why we were chosen, but we're here and we're doing a hell of a job so far. So, hell of a job. what is the next step? I wasn't chosen by any of these uh, these gods, you see. I was chosen by Dosh Johnson, and he's uh, paying me quite a bit of money to take his place. I wasn't really <laughs> chosen either. I just want to kill demons. I wouldn't be so sure there, Abe. <laughs> no, it's quite a bit of money. No, you, out of anybody here, well, except maybe the crazy Torm guy, has been chosen by the gods. She's your mother, too. No, no. How have I not been chosen by the gods? Your mother's a whore. Mom? Oh, I guess that's true. I don't true. care what... It doesn't matter what god it is. One of them has chosen me. I guess everybody else was chosen by the gods except for you and me, brother. <laughs> Why are we here? You, you were chosen by the gods, too. Sargonis and his demon lieutenants have clearly killed your parents. Not by any means of trying to get at you particularly, but they have set you on a path that has put you here. And they weren't pleasant means either. They suffered. You don't say that. Stop. Why are we talking about this? So and I all flipped of you, the picnic table. All of you were chosen by the gods, including you, Abe, because where do you think that I came from? Ooh. I found it. You found it. In a cave. <laughs> yeah, actually. Delvia, his eye looks perfectly fine. I don't want to wink. This man is or a master. Blink. Yeah, but since, you know, the eye patch, it just looks like I'm blinking at them. Dalvia rolls her eyes at her brother and says, Abe, would you be so kind as to flip up your eye patch? I see you rolled your eyes, multiple eyes, you're rubbing it in. <laughs> <laughs> I have one single tear coming from my only eye. And then I say, fine, whatever, and I flip it up. <laughs> How'd you lose your eye? Got it clawed out by a demon. Yes, and it's amazing that you all have forgotten in the short time that we've known each other that I can see things that I shouldn't necessarily know. That's where you were last night. <laughs> Seeing <laughs> things that no one should need to know. That's right. She can see the future except the most important details like how we get, like, wind. Abe, your eye was a gift from Helleros. God oh. damn it. And that's where we're going to end our episode. You mean Torm. Give him Torm. I swear to God. He's going to have to go on a crusade. And I don't know <laughs> if I want to stop him at this point. I don't know why. <laughs> Nobody can follow simple instructions of not to use couple, couple specific, very, very specific words. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to look at her and be like, you just signed my death warrant, woman. <laughs>
<laughs> He's gonna rip that fucking thing out and shit in the hole. <laughs> Good thinking. I think about fire though. <laughs> so we're we're not gonna cover why the picnic table's burning with this symbol in it today. Because like Dalvia felt like being longer. dramatic about her reveal. Like we saw it, we saw the tattoo, we see the symbol there, and it's like, great. Why'd you have to light the table on fire? You couldn't have just said, "Hey, we're part of this too." You had to fucking put the table on fire to show that it's imagery yeah, i guess we will get back to why there's a symbol burned in the table we will get back to talking more about how abe's patron is actually helleros and Damn. uh does that make me a cleric are you a warlock of helleros <laughs> apparently then we can just keep the axe in prothean because we have a second healer <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah crusading time those of you that are listening, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. And if you would like to keep in touch with us in between episodes, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Reddit at Death Saving Bros. You can find me personally at HP Camper on Twitter and at HPCamper.14 on Instagram. Find me at Benfro15. On Twitter, I'm at Ima underscore B underscore Red. Follow the fucking Reddit. You can find me on Penn Island. You can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T dash Smith. Not ever playing with the rest of anybody. Yeah, all you people are losers. Those of you listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Behold the Ancient Meadow, Krelvor the Blight, A Fey Presence, Grim Docks, Do Not Weep for the Fallen, and In Corridors of Yore are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. The song Frozen Village, Day, Peace, is by the Boy King of Idaho at patreon.com slash boykingofidaho. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The track Glory is music by Orchestralis. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.